is Havila Kennington, and this is Havila's podcast. I'm really excited that you're joining me today because we are going to tackle, we're going to tackle the topic of family values. Now, for those of you that don't know who I am or you stumbled across this podcast, I just want to give you a little insight. I am a wife, but I'm also a mom of four boys, four crazy wild boys. They range from ages six all the way up to 11. And so we had four kids in five years. And so there was about five years in that mix that was a complete blur. I can't, I literally don't remember doing certain things unless somebody shows me the photo. And then it's like, there's evidence to that I actually did those things like Christmas, um, <laughs> like birthday parties. I just literally, it was a complete blur. But what, um, as I'm coming out of that foggy part of my life, and now we have grade school kids and everyone is going to the bathroom on their own, they're wiping on their own, <laughs> they're going to bed, they're staying in their beds, I'm not feeding them with my own body or making them with my own body, we now are at a place where we're learning to kind of create this family culture. And we know we have, I like to call them the magic years or the golden years, which is this little window in our life with our kiddos where... Um, we end up, our kids aren't in baby stage and they're not in like hormone stage. They're just right in that sweet middle where we get to kind of confirm and affirm the, the family that we want to have and the, the memories we want to build and the atmosphere we want to create for our kids. So I want you to know all of you mama bears that are in that toddler stage, just don't worry. I promise you, you'll, your head will clear, your kids' heads will clear, and you will get to a place where you get to do some of this. So I'm going to give you kind of something that's working for us. So, you know, sometimes when we hear, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes when you hear somebody else's plan, you end up kind of idolizing that or assuming it's super easy and they've done it automatically. And I just want to decode that and say, no, this isn't something we did automatically. I'm not a formula kind of girl pretty spontaneous, not super disciplined. So it takes a lot of effort for me to think about these things, but I've just learned over time that there's a ton of value in doing it. So um, we have this system in our family uh, where we we definitely value um, our family and our family time and but we also are working parents. I work, my husband works, we have four kids. So it's a little bit more intense. And so for us, one of the things that we managed a couple of years ago, I just found that after we got out of the grade school of Elmo's World playing every day in our home or, you know, just little things you do with your kids, when it came to school age, I realized that having the media around them all the time was really difficult. It was hard to get them to school in the morning. They're watching a show. We would get in the car and they wanted me to play a DVD in the car. When I would get home, I would do this war over iPad or, or computer and so it, it just or TV. So that war, I just thought, I don't even want to do this. So we came up with a couple years ago where we just didn't do media during the week. And that wasn't like a militant no media. It was more just, hey, we just don't do media during the week. And it it, it really calmed the struggle down with me having to navigate schoolwork, bedtimes, eating, uh, all those other things. It just calmed all of that down and made it manageable. So we just said, hey, no media during the week. So we just, in the morning, we eat breakfast and we play. And when they get home from school, they go outside or they play around. But we just don't. Now, if we want to break that rule and put on a family movie at night, we do that. We're not 
militant, but it does help that that's an exception to the rule. And the rule is that we don't do media. So I don't have to battle with, will you put a movie on in the car? Or can I bring my iPad? Or can I watch a movie uh, doing this? No, it's just over. So that works great during the school year, but then during the weekends, we've been really trying to navigate what does that look like? Because then it ends up looking like binge and purge. So it's like, we haven't had media all week, and so now we're going to watch a movie, and then we're going to play an iPad, and then we're going to go back to playing a video game. I mean, it just ends up being this kind of um, indulging thing. So I'm like, there's got to be a plan. So I talked to my husband, and him and I are on the same page about this, which really helps. Now, I personally really like TV. I enjoy my iPad, my my phone. I really enjoy it. I'm creative. I like to look at decorating. I like to watch my shows. I enjoy all of that. So this is not somebody who's like a bookworm, who's like anti-media, and this is really easy. (laughs) This is like actually somebody who enjoys all of that. I love... I just, it's very fun. I enjoy morning shows and afternoon shows and going to the movies, all of that. I, I very much enjoy. So I sat and I just said, Hey, we got to come up with a plan with this media thing during the weekends, because when we're gone, it's no big deal. But when we're home, I'm trying to navigate this chaos. And so Ben and I were like, okay, let's do this. Let's do an hour here. Let's do a movie together. Let's do this. And then we just realized like, we just can't, something about this feels like we're still navigating yeses and nos. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to just navigate yes and nos in my home. I I don't like doing it. It makes it feel like the moment I say no and yes, that yes and no is not around them anymore. They're not going to actually honor that or know how to implement it in their own life or it's going to feel like it was just yes and no. And depending on mom and dad's mood is when they could get something or they couldn't get something. And I just didn't like that. I'm like, I don't want it to be about moods. I don't want it to be about if they caught me at a weak moment. I want it to be that we live differently and we have a value in how we live. So my husband came up to me and he said, you know, um, Jefferson and Alyssa, they live in Hawaii and they did this whole, this whole thing on this. So please know some of this is theirs. And I'm, I like took it way down from like brilliant and amazing to like have a list style, which is like, here's the basics. But they talked about family values. They have this beautiful paragraph and downloadable stuff that we'll link in the show notes. But for me, I said, well, can we just take some of their ideas and throw it into what we would do? So I will read these to you. So the first one is I just put on the very top of the page, our family values, our family values. And this is, it's not pretty. It's literally looks like the way I I did it was I thought of it like the nanny show. Have you ever seen that on TV where she always gets everyone together and does like family rules and puts together that whiteboard. That's kind of what I was thinking. So the first one that we talked about, number one, is that Jesus is the center of our family. So if you can see that, Jesus is the center of our family. And the reason I did that, and we talked about this, and we loved how Jefferson did this, and Alyssa was that Jesus is not just something we throw in the mix. He's not just something that we want, like, hey, every Sunday we go to church or we talk to Jesus at night and we're going to bed, but we want Jesus to be the central focus of our lives. And so when we took this, we wrote all these down, we took our boys and we sat them down, we called a family meeting and we began to illustrate this for them. So I took out this round placemat and I had this little quarter with a, you know, with, with a, a picture. Obviously, I don't know what president it is, but one of those guys is on there. And I put it in the middle of this 
placemat. And I said, you know, Jesus, and I had this little car and I had, you know, some food and all these things. And I threw it all over this placemat. And I said, okay, in life, it's not like we have a car, we have food, we have activities and we throw Jesus in the mix. No, no, no. We put Jesus in the middle of this placemat and everything goes around. It orbits around Jesus. And my son, Grayson, who's seven said, mom, you mean like he's the sun and we orbit around him like the solar system? I'm like, yes. So everything we do, Jesus is the center of our lives and every decision, every, the way that we, we lead our lives, our, the, what, our belief systems, our value systems, Jesus is the center of that. And so anything we do, we, and I said, so here's what we, we can do to make Jesus the center of our lives. I'm sorry for the rattling. I'm going to put this down is we can every day say, Jesus, what do you want us to do today with our lives? And we can ask him, we can invite him into the story. Jesus, what do you want us to do today with our lives? And to serve you and make you the center. And so we practice that as a family. Jesus, what do we do to make you the center of our day? And they, would, they we all had them pray it out loud and then went from there. The second value that we put was our family is a team everyone counts. Our family is a team and everyone counts. Now this is critical specifically when you have different age kids and kids around was, you know, I remember Lisa Bevere saying to her family, she would say, everyone carries their load. So when we're working around the house or we're asking you to help, we want you to carry your load. And it's the same way with our family. So at that day, when we went through this, we were having a party at our house. And I said, you know, some of you, like one of you is going to vacuum downstairs and the other one's going to take out the trash. And one of you, it might take you 20 minutes and the other one might take you five minutes. But the truth is we're all a team and everybody counts and we all have to use our gifts and graces to like build our family. So number two was um, our family is a team. So everyone counts. So it doesn't matter how much you do or how little you do, everybody counts and we need you. And, and the way that Jefferson says it, which I love, is that God put us in a family to make us strong in every area. So something you carry, maybe you're the joyful one and you're the funny one. Well, we needed joy in our lives and we needed humor. Maybe you're the detailed one or you're the sensitive one or you're the, you know, you're really quick with numbers or you're really fast at this. We need that. All of us, we all make a picture of the family of God that he created with us. So it's all important and you are necessary. So when we were getting ready that day, I could say, guys, what's our, what's our family value? Our family is that we are a team. So we're a team. Let's do this as a team. And they loved it. It made sense to them. So I'm not just asking them to go do some random thing. I'm gathering them together and saying, we're all playing a part in this family. I need you to do this and I will do this because we're a team. Thirdly is we gather our family and friends around the table. Now, I think it's interesting they used the, the word table. You know us, we're over at truth to table. So I like to say everything happens around the table, right? At life happens around the table. So for us, in our world, we everything happens around the table. So we explained, this is why we do family dinner at night and we sit around the table and we do highs and lows and we talk for a few minutes about their day. The reason we do that is because we value being around the table. We value relationship. We value you. And in order to build life around the table, we're going to have to laugh. We're going to have to play games around the table. We're going to have to turn the TV off and actually enjoy each other. But life happens around the table. But secondly, Community happens around the table. So we want to break bread with friends. We want to invite them into our home and we want to be able to have life around the table. So that means we're going to have to have people in our home to serve them, right? So that's part of it. 
sorry. I don't know why. I just got interrupted on my, um, on my phone and I have it on do not disturb. So forgive me for that. Okay. Third, third, fourthly is this, we are givers. I'm going to, my Instagram is off. So we are givers, which means, um, and this is how he said it is we exist to give love and serve. So that's why we exist. We exist to give love and serve. And so we're givers. So if somebody needs something, they come to our house and they want something, we give it to them. Uh, if they, if we know we have something to give, we give, we, we love them. We serve them because our, our objective in life is to be givers, not just takers, but givers. Um, and then, um, so that, that's really important that we figure out how to do that and how to empower our kids to do that. Um, and then, uh, let's see, fifth, we value create. Oh, I love this. We, we value creating over consuming. This was like critical when it came to our home and our kids. So number five is, this is the fifth one. So fourth is we're givers. So Jesus is a sinner. Our family is a team. Thirdly, we gather around our family table. Fourth is we are givers. Fifth is we value creating over consuming. This was like an aha moment when I read this and began to think about this, that we are created in God's image and we actually value creating over consuming. So we talked to our boys and we said, what's the difference between a consumer and a creator? So I said, listen, if I made this toy and I gave it to you, what are you? And they said, well, I'm taking it. I said, you're called the consumer. You're consuming it. You take it. If I create it, then I'm the creator. So in our lives, we want to find ways to be creative and to create things for the world, not just consume the world. So that means if you like to read a book, what if you drew a picture so you could create, so you could bless somebody else? Or what if you created food to serve to other people? What if you created um, a video, a stop motion video? You know, that's creating something fun for our family? What if you created a, a Lego structure that your brothers can play with? So we're teaching them about creating versus consuming. We said, listen, mom and dad's job is mommy creates books. Daddy creates videos. We're creating things for the world. We're not just consuming. And, and that means we don't just take anything that's given to us, but we use what's been given to us to create more. I'll, I'll never forget the first time we ever received the biggest offering we've ever received Ever. And it was in the thousands, thousands of dollars. And we didn't have any, we had no money to fund Truth to Table. It was just all kind of a side hustle. I was working a full time job over here. And on this side, I was borrowing equipment. We were doing a few things. We took that money that that person gave us, which I think was about $10,000, which was just like inconceivable, that kind of money. We just had never had that kind of money at that point, just for any, for no reason, right? Not for a bill, not for um, something that we needed to do. And we said, what, we, what do we want to use with this money? Because this is like a free gift. We didn't expect this. It came out of nowhere. And the Lord told us, I want you to buy your camera equipment because this is going to be important to grow what, God, what I have for you. So we did not live or touch any of that money. We didn't, we tithed off of it. 
And then we took that money and we bought equipment. Guess what? Instead of consuming that, going on a vacation, buying something new, hoping we could just have a moment, we took that money and we said we can use this money to create more. So instead of consuming, we're going to invest this money into creating more of what we need. So some of you, you need to figure out how do I not just make money and consume it, but how do I actually make money to invest and to actually create more income and more revenue and more things for the world around us. So for our boys, we talked about this kind of, this issue of our world wants us just to consume, but God wants us to create. So what can we do to create, to to give to the world around us? And let's explore that creativity and let's explore ways to to give to our world. Okay. Uh, number, Number six, we steward our time, schedule, and responsibilities. We steward our time, schedule, and responsibilities, which means we said, you know, God has given us 24 hours a day. Everybody gets 24 hours a day, and we have a choice to either squander that or steward it. We can either live for the weekends. We can just let the schedule dominate us. We can live running here and there, and it's just a blur, or we could actually take the hours that we have in our day and steward them. What does it look like to steward? It means that the schedule and time and responsibilities and calendar, they don't run our lives. We run them. So that means we may say no to an opportunity or to something else, but because we want to steward our time well, and we want the atmosphere of peace to be the dominant in our home, we want the atmosphere of abundance, not scarcity. We want to make sure that we steward this. So we're teaching our kids, guess what? Not only that, we're not just trying to say no to things so we can just never do anything. We actually want to take that time and steward it so we can focus, have focused time in our lives. Um, Seventh is we honor God by living healthy. How about that? We honor God by living healthy. So I asked the boys, what is one area in our lives that we can do to be healthy? So they raise their hand. We can eat fruits and vegetables. We can drink more water. We can get outside and run. Um, You know, we can laugh more. And so we talked about health. So our value isn't don't eat that, that's bad for you. Or I don't want you having candy today. Or you know what? No, you need to eat something healthy. Instead of just chastising or, you know, yelling at them saying, Hey, our family value is that we want to be healthy so we can live a long, long time on this earth and be a blessing to a lot of people. So let's live healthy. This means perfect, but it's just giving them a vision of why I don't want you to eat sugar for breakfast. Why I want you to be healthy because it's our family value to live a healthy life. Um, number eight is we live within our means and save for the future. Now, this is critical specifically for American families. This is not always easy, but it needs to be our value because our kids see what we're doing. And if we're consuming everything that's coming our way, then we won't have anything to store up for winter seasons because there'll be seasons in our life where we won't have everything we have. Now, I know some of us were in survival and I've been in survival. I understand that. I have been where it's paycheck to paycheck and what we have is as much as we, everything we have, we need. I get that. So I'm not talking to those, those of you specifically. Although I will say this, when we did get into need, the first thing we did is we cut out as much as we could and we got down to the bones, meat, down to the meat and spit out the bones so that we could live within our means. I love you, but I don't believe you can be a follower of Jesus Christ and have amazing 
effort or impact, I should say, if you are living beyond your means, there'll be a time when you will, you will bankrupt emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. God wants us to be able to know the seasons and to live like a farmer, which means we need to know when we should have seed, when we should, you know, sow it, when we should plant it, when we should harvest it. So for you, that was one of our core values is we live within our means and we save for the future. So when we're in a store and you're like, can I buy this? And can I buy that? And can I buy that? Even if we have the money for it, boys, God wants us to live within our means. So if we don't have the money, we don't buy it. But number two, we also want to save for the future. So if that's why we don't just buy everything we want to buy or we don't just get everything we want to get because we want you to know that we are called to not just live for now, we're called to live for tomorrow and really grow, grow that. Um, eighth, ninth is we value experiencing the world together and making lasting memories. We value experiencing the world together and making lasting memories. Now for me, this is like right up my, my alley. Like I love, I love doing things that bond us. And one of those things I was doing, I was reading this research that people said that some of the greatest value for families is to play together. And specifically, if you can find an atmosphere where everybody enjoys it, you know, one of those places where everybody enjoys often, not everybody, but most Disneyland. Why is Disneyland such a selling feature to this? Because they did, they did a whole study on this that when everybody can enjoy the one activity, it really bonds the family and it's good for the family. So for us, Disney's that for us. You might have hiking. You might, be, you might have a boat and you go out on the lake every week. You might have something that your family enjoys, but that's your thing and it's really important to build those memories. We tell that to our boys. We may not want to get out and get in the car and go do it, but I'm telling you, one of our values is to create lasting memories together and experiences. So this is why we're sacrificing sacrificing to go do this thing over here. This is why mommy took us to Australia, even though it was a ton of work. Guess what? Because I value experiencing the world with you and creating lasting memories. So I'm willing to make the sacrifice because that's a value that I have. And then lastly is we live grateful by expressing thanks. We live grateful by expressing thanks, which means we don't just say I'm grateful, but we actually, when someone gives us something, we say, thank you. When, when somebody does something for us, we let them know we we're grateful. We show them that we're grateful. We're not just consumers of things that are given to us, but we, we do that by expressing, not just going, Oh, they know I'm thankful, but actually expressing. So this is why we ask you to say please. And thank you. This is why we ask you to, to go to the person and, and write them a thank you card or whatever it is. It's because we believe believe that we live, we live a grateful life. And the way we do that is to express gratitude. So what we've done is this is a really crude rendition of our family values, which means I threw together 10 family values that we posted on our wall. And our goal is, is that when something happens like media, because we talked about that in the beginning of this podcast, well, I want to watch this and I want to do this. Okay. Well, we one of our values is that we don't just consume, we actually create. So have you created anything today? We, I want to watch, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to eat dinner, you know, um, outside, or I want to eat dinner in front of the TV. Well, actually we have a value that we actually gather around the family table. So that's why we're doing that tonight. Well, you know, I don't want to help. I don't want to set the table. Well, son, you know, we have a family value that we're givers. And so this is the way that you can give to your family. And so you just get that in front of you and you begin to reference it this way, which will be really, really important for your family. And for me, and this is where it all came down. I hope I, I don't even know if I said this at the beginning, but for me, this started when Ben said, we need to have a value of why we're doing this. I don't want to just 
come up with a bunch of rules. I want to teach our kids the culture of why we're doing what we're doing. So all of these are things. And even my friend Kate said, you should get somebody to make this and put and post it on your, like with really cool calligraphy and put it on your wall and frame it. I don't know if I'm that cool, if I'll make that happen, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll get inspired, but I will take a picture of this and post it on my Instagram so you guys can see this. And, um, for those of you that are a part of our Truth the Table uh, mailing list or email list, I'll make sure and send it out to you. So make sure you join our email list. Again, this is, we're still practicing this. It's not like done and done. I'm perfect. I figured all this out. Not at all. Some of you, it might be two or three things. For us, it was 10 because my husband is, he's a, he, he's a go-getter and I, and I'm kind of like in it for the fun. So like, let's just, let's just go for it. But for some of you, maybe just like two or three things that you post, but the goal is to get the eyes off of me and you and the struggle here. And the thing is, this is, I'm pointing towards the battle, battle plan. I'm pointing towards our family value. I'm pointing towards what we've agreed upon together. And that's the most important. So I hope this helps you. I know I threw out a ton of information. And for some of you, you're going to want to go back and reference this. I'll hopefully throw some of this in the show notes, as well as it'll be attached to your, um, your, uh, truth to table email and, um, yeah, keep going. Don't worry. You can start today. You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter if your kids are teenagers or if your kids, you have no kids in the house, you can have your own family values and core values, throw them up on a whiteboard, throw them up, uh, on a, on a chalkboard, you know, maybe even a letter board, get it up there, see it, get your vision clear and don't be afraid to spell it out and restart, rebrand yourself right today. Even in your parenting, figure out what works for you and do it. No one else is going to interrupt your moment to be a parent. It's your moment. So interrupt it. Do it today. I love you guys. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your day. Don't forget to give me a shout out, a few stars, maybe even a little note of review so that other people can find us. And I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.